Hi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, another episode of Digital Dames. I'm Dizzy, and this is Jesse. Hello. And this is the show where we talk about our favorite artists, and we listen to music based on that conversation. Um, today, we're talking about Thundercat. Thundercat. Yeah. Um, if you don't know about Thundercat, I feel really bad for you, but I'm also really jealous. Um, I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited. It's like when you found out somebody hasn't watched Game of Thrones yet. You're like, oh, oh my God, you're in for a treat. Yeah, you're about to get a whole bump of flavor in your life right now. Yeah, this guy's just like the meaning of funk. He is funk. He's funky. Funky, funky, funky. I mean that in a lot of different ways. He's funky in like the obvious sense where he uh, is like the human manifestation of a bass guitar, kind of like George Clinton or like just Bounce Chicka Wow Wow is like his middle name pretty much. But I also mean that kind of like the smell funky uh, because he sometimes he makes songs that make me make the same face as when I smell like cheese or feet. Or something like that. I don't know. Some people would call that the fizz face. Ooh, that's gross. Like you smell some piss. Ew, it's <laughs> really gross. <laughs> yeah, area. On that super gross note, let's have some fun. You guys know we're all about the music here. Let's address that really quickly as well. We're new to this. We're exploring formats. Uh, we're exploring ownership and licensing and all that kind of stuff. We're learning a lot. We appreciate your support and your patience because. We're not exactly sure if where the music is going to get cut out of our program or if it's we're like in limbo with that. So um, I'm going to get straight to his song here. Uh, Wait, let me explain it a little bit. Okay, go ahead. So basically, we have decided to shift away from Twitch, which we were doing, and we're going to just go podcast all the way. So we're going to release a podcast it's going to be called Digital Dames Music Review. Um, you'll be able to search it on Spotify and Apple Music and mm-hmm. all of the great places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're all still going to be doing the edited version of this video um, on YouTube, which Zach is going to edit and make beautiful and put in beautiful graphics and all those things. So we're just sticking to those two mediums. We think it's going to be a little bit more straightforward, but it also takes away kind of the live aspect of listening to music together. So you're going to see that change a little bit today. So we'll see what happens. If the music stays in, just keep listening. I don't know what you're going to listen to this on. But if you're like listening on a podcast right now and the music is going to get edited out, we're going to do this thing where I'm going to kind of count down three, two, one. You're going to pause this program and jump over to Spotify to a Spotify playlist called, Jessica? Digital Dames Episode 4 Dash thundercat so each one's going to be the same thing digital dames episode blank dash blank the, art, the artist artist. that we're doing so pretty straightforward so I'll, let's give you some time to get over to spotify and open up the playlist digital dames episode four thundercat and um, by the way if you have any ideas of how to make this better or how to like make it easier on the viewer the listener whatever we are open to please suggestions please let us know we would love to know anything that's helpful back to the show we were talking about thundercat we were talking about his funky 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 music and uh, just just starting to talk about him and as you know we get to the music right away i like to always start with a song that i discovered the artist with really or like not even discovered but like the song that made me go Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of this artist. For Thundercat, that is a song called Them Changes. Piami, you know that, Jessica, you know that quite well. Yes, I do. It's off his album Drunk, which is his third studio album that we will talk about later. But let's get right into it and let's play Them Changes, Thundercat, off of Drunk. You're listening to Digital Dames. If you're listening on the podcast and you're following along with the Spotify playlist, when I count down from three, you're going to pause this program and jump over to your Spotify playlist, hit the first song, Them Changes, on that playlist, and then come back over here and hit play again, and we'll continue the show. So three, two, one. We'll see you soon. Mm. That's just a good song. So good. Also a great music video. It has uh, like Black Samurai's fighting in a garage 
in that garage has like a bunch of old pictures of like a family, like a very classic like 90s family. It's just cool. I don't know. That's how I discovered him. What about you, Piam? You didn't was that the first song you heard by him or That's probably the first song I heard by him in a playlist, but I feel like honestly I I really understood who he was through Mac Miller. But yeah. Then I realized, oh, he's been in my playlist for years, and I just didn't even know what I was listening to. Well, I don't think a lot of people know about that Mac Miller reference, and we're definitely going to get into that later. Don't jump the gun, Pyum. Just because you knew about it doesn't mean everyone else does. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But anyway, that's an amazing song. That's how I discovered him, really. I th- I'd probably been hearing him before that, but not really paying attention. And then when I heard, what's that song called? Them Changes. Them Changes. That's when I was like, whoa. I think I listened to that. You know, it's it was one of those songs that I only listened to that for like two weeks. So Thundercat, his name is Steven Bruner? Bruner. Steven Bruner. Steven Lee Bruner. Uh, he's an L.A. cat. He was born to be a great musician. He was born into uh, quite the musical family, I understand. I'm not sure of the accolades of that family. I couldn't really find that. But maybe just from his mouth just you know he was born around music he was also playing in bands and playing in like studio sessions since he's like at at least his early teens pre-teens early teens so he's one of those kind of prodigy guys he's also one of those guys who seems to have like a lot of really cool and talented friends he's collaborated with kamasi washington erica badu kendrick lamar flying lotus mac miller and just tons 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 more He's always been a, like a bass man kind of guy. He's really known for his bass playing. He is probably the best play, bass player in the world. And if you ask anyone in the industry, they would say that he is the best bass player in the world right now. But he's also a great singer-songwriter. So it just makes a ton of sense, the additive he is in the studio, that he has all these friends. A fun fact about him is that he actually started in... I don't know if this is really how he got his start, but his biggest opportunity was in the punk band Suicidal Tendencies. I don't know if anybody listening knows Suicidal Tendencies, but it's like a real Cali punk band. It's like very goofy to think that Thundercat would be in that band. If were you... they popular? Like, were they? Yeah. Yeah. Suicidal they... Tendencies. Tendencies. They were popular before him, actually. They were more popular before he was in it. I would say early 90s. I've always wondered how he feels about his experience with suicidal tendencies because he um, never did punk music ever again. You know what I mean? I feel like that was more like his... Or really was in like a full band like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, he has a, he has a good... Ba- yeah, no, actually his band's only, what is it, a three-piece or a four-piece at maximum? It's just a couple buddies. But yeah, no, I, I agree. And pl- like, plus, it's like a lot of collaboration. So and having it's his a, band. a punk band... Yeah, but being in a band, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And just being in a punk, yeah. He never did this again. It was obvious. For me, I feel like this was just like his like foot in the door situation. So he did quickly move on and never go back to punk music and started working with Kamasi Washington in studio and Erica Badu. And Brain Feeder is Flying Lotus's label. I think that's where he kind of got an in and kind of being a studio cat. And him in Flying Lotus, whose name is Stephen Ellison. That's Flying Lotus's real name. Steve and Stephen? A couple Stevens. Yeah. They're, they're both Steves. Yeah. But they totally hit it off. Maybe because they're both Steves. Who knows? But they hit it off. And I think this is really where he started to thrive, Thundercat. Um, they worked together. And this is in 2010, they released, Flying Lotus released Cosmogramma. And Thundercat was a big part of this record. You know, he was in studio, they hit it off, and they started working on stuff together. And I think at the same time, they were working on some of Thundercat's stuff for his first release that we'll talk about. They were working on Flying Lotus's record together. I want to listen to a song from that 2010 Flying Lotus album, Cosmogramma cue up that spotify this is the second track we're gonna listen to called mm-hmm by flying lotus 
If you're listening on the podcast and you are following along on Spotify, this playlist is called Digital Dames Episode 4 Thundercat, and we're listening to the second track. Mm hmm. In I, when I say three, two, one, you can pause this and go over there. Come right back when the song's over. Three, two, one. See you soon. Amazing song. Um, very much a blend of the two of them. It really is. It's like uh, a Thundercat song with this like Flying Lotus percussion and some Flying Lotus synth and reverb on it. You know, the so tone. complicated. There is like so many sounds coming out of there yeah a lot of arpeggiation the bass is like doing it's going up and down the scales up and down the scales and then i feel like that's the type of song where we listen to it a hundred times and each time you'd show me something new that you could hear that i couldn't yeah i 100 percent agree with that there's like so many things you could pick out because there's also like you know when you get to that level of production with guys like this. There's like all this stuff. They like, there will be like a grand piano doing like the craziest thing you've ever heard for just like two seconds of the song. And it never comes back. And it's just, but it's very flying Lotus. If you don't listen to flying Lotus, you're not even aware of the name flying Lotus. Jeez. We should do an episode on flying Lotus. That can be done. Yeah. We will do an episode of flying Lotus eventually. You need to educate yourself on Flying Lotus. There's so much music or, there. Or, hey, we'll educate you. We'll no educate problem. you, of course. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but just get get ahead of it. We're going to do an episode, and you you don't want to feel like an idiot. So listen to some Flying Lotus. Yeah, they start working together. Make And you know what? It actually makes a lot of sense. I didn't know, because I didn't know the name Thundercat at the time back then. But I was listening to Flying Lotus, and it actually, I hear so much Flying thundercat in flying lotus now that i know that they work together it's so obvious but he's this guy's just like an ultimate collaborator thundercat and flying lotus both of them where they really thundercat he's an ultimate collaborator yeah that's kind of what i meant by the band thing like he hasn't been in another band because he just collaborates with everyone so much yeah he just makes great records and people come in and out of it and he's so natural and organic with his relationships it seems where it's like there's these awesome people that come in and out into his life and they're like kind of always a part of his music from that point on he really seems to build people up i feel and and there's like this optimism behind him and his collaborations that i can feel as a listener yeah and i think that he lets them build him up too you know what i mean like he's you know i mean after watching the interviews it it really seems like he's he waits for the right people. It's not like you can do it with anybody. But when he sees it in somebody, he's like all in. And I think that's really cool. So in 2011, he released his first album. Right after doing that stuff with Lo- Flying Lotus, I think they were working on all this stuff at the same time. But that's why they sound kind of similar and everything. So he went into his first album, which is called The Golden Age of Apocalypse, with help from his friend Fra- Flying Lotus. Under their label, Brain Feeder, which Flying Lotus is the founder of Brain Feeder. Really cool artists that just... I wrote a couple down. Raz G, Sammy M, The Gas Lamp Killer. Seems like people I need to go find out about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we might need to take a day on Brain Feeder and Flying Lotus. There were many more. It's just those were the top ones. And I just feel like I didn't recognize a lot of the names, which just means we have more music to find. I feel like he just signs people that he knows because he's so in on everything or involved with everything that like no one knows about. But like all these guys, they probably have all these crazy credits on like the best records in the world. And you know, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah. I'm going to sign this fucker. And this, they're, they're going to make their solo thing eventually. And everyone's going to be like, so, <laughs> um, so listening to this album, the first album by Thundercat solo album, the golden age of apocalypse, it's hard to believe it's a first album. And when you really think about it, it's kind of not because between the two of these guys, they have like 30 years of studio experience professional music experience but 
let you know thundercat was a completely unknown name in 2011 when it came out so let's treat it like a first album quote unquote and in that sense that it is a first album it's unbelievable you're like it is so beautifully sonic sonically it's absolutely beautiful it's just so mature already and you know when you know about this history that we've been talking about you're like duh this guy's been on like a million records already and seen the best do it so he's learned paid attention plus we don't even know what his family's all about and what they taught him who knows because the could... complexity of the music has to come from there too yeah i mean there's no chances i i i probably could have done a better job looking into his parents and stuff i'm sure they're talent at least talented musicians if not acclaimed musicians he, he's he's got something going on so this album's unbelievable there's so much packed into it, so much sound, whether it's from the 80s style kind of chill wave synths to the experimental jazz of that kind of crazy, everything's going arpeggiating to like the yacht rock style harmonies and the vocals and the guitars and the synths. There's so much going on. And usually when that happens, it sounds totally schizophrenic when somebody's trying to combine like every genre ever in one. But with this one, it's a very cohesive style. It like comes together in a shocking way. You're like, no way can this, but it does. It's like effortless and breezy while delivering technical wizardry. It's, it's crazy. It's like a, it's a conundrum. His sounds like super chill because he meant it to sound that way. And I've never seen an album where the skill level is so blended in and it's also so like in your face at the same time. It's like, he's not selfish, like, I'm going to rip this solo. He just happens to be ripping the perfect solo that blends into that part. It's selfless. It's selfless, but it's also so talented that it's, like, obnoxious that he can do it so effortlessly. It's Um, crazy that we can hear that he's, like, a generous, selfless musician through his music. I mean, we already said that once, and you're saying it again, which is amazing yeah when you're at his skill level i think it's like you could just show it off i mean how many musicians do we talk about that we see on the road and we see at different shows where it's like oh what a show off like once they get to a skill level they're just like kind of like any chance they get they just shove it down everyone's throat and you're like oh we get it you're fucking good oh my god he's so good obviously and he's doing the craziest shit you've ever seen but it's tasteful within the song you know what i mean like yeah and he's also happy to take a back seat when necessary he sees that that's necessary absolutely we will get more into that later for sure and i think that that's a fantastic point well you want to jump right into a song here yeah Let's um, listen to a song from his first album. This is the first Thundercat album called The Golden Age of Apocalypse. Let's listen to Fleer Ultra. First of all, that name is awesome. Fleer Ultra. I don't know what that means, yeah, but I, I know say, exactly. What does Fleer mean? I don't know, but I, you know exactly what it means at the same time. It's like he's just, he's so spot on with his like weirdness. It's amazing. If you're listening on the podcast and you are following along on the Spotify playlist called Digital Dames, Episode 4, Thundercat, now's the time to queue up the song Fleer Ultra. We're going to take a little break here for you to listen to it and you come right back, press play, and we'll get back into the show. We're going to listen to the song in 3, 2, 1. See you soon. That was Fleer Ultra by Thundercat off of his first album, The Golden Age of Apocalypse in 2011 11 baby so after his record in 2011 thundercat spent more time in the studio with flying lotus recording two albums for him for his albums until the quiet comes and you're dead i think those came out in 2012 and 14 and this led into his 2014 album called apocalypse you're dead and then apocalypse yeah so What's he, he trying to say? I don't know. They were feeling pretty cryptic at the time. Mm. Him and the Stevens were feeling cryptic. Mm. 
so yeah in 2014 they came out with this album apocalypse it feels like his most straightforward record to me and i could i feel like i'm just saying that but it feels like because you know it's still crazy and his music is crazy every time you hear it but it feels like more radio heady and like indie rock like he went to some festivals and played with bands that he liked and was inspired and i don't know because i feel like he was playing with a lot of indie rock bands in festivals at the time you know what i mean like who i don't know probably like uh unknown mortal orchestra who's the festival bands from the oh you just mean he was going to festivals and seeing other yeah bands. yeah okay. like think about who was kind of coming up in that scene festival scene at the same time and it's like so i feel this is like more radio heady but there's still random ass stuff in it like well, well, but I feel like he would want to go more to this four four count chill stuff because he's making two records with Flying Lotus, and I can only imagine the random time signatures that they used on those drums. Like all of Flying Lotus's music, go listen to it. Is like the drums are all over the place. Like the t- the the beats are just like if you really pay attention to them, they're beginning and starting at different times all the time, and so you know, he's making his own record. He's like, maybe I'll just make something a little more straightforward for people to listen to. That being said, it still gets wacky though. Like he has Tron song on there on this album apocalypse. And it's that one's still like pretty out there with, especially with the drum beat on that note, Tron song. There's a music video out there that he made with Eric Andre where he like poops out lasers and we love Eric Andre. We love Eric. Andre. Of course he poops out lasers. Yeah. And an Eric Andre music video. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's a very Eric. It's very Eric Andre, but I feel like, like we talked about Thundercat lets his friends influence him and he influences his friends. So like, it's very Thundercat. And it's if very- you have Eric Andre in a studio, I think you have to let him go with it. Yeah. Like, just do what he's going to do because you have no idea where it's going to go. I can only imagine how that phone call went. It was like Eric Andre calls Thundercat and is like, dude, I heard your song, Trong Song, and I want to. I have this whole idea where your cat's like pooping in a litter box, but then it explodes and then you're firing lasers out of your butt. And Thundercat was like, oh, yup. Yeah, that Let's sounds fantastic. Do it. Let's do it. Um, so they did that. Check that out. Let's listen to a song off of second record uh to in 2014 apocalypse is the record is the album we're gonna listen to the song oh shit it's x oh shit s-h-e-i-t it's x um if you're listening on the podcast and you're following along with our spotify playlist now would be the time to cue up your song on the Spotify playlist, we are listening to Oh Shit, It's X on the playlist, Digital Dames, Episode 4, Thundercat. Cue it up. We're going to listen to it in 3, 2, 1. See you soon. Oh my god. Uh, especially at the end of that song, where it just shows like what's happening with his bass guitar. Um, I think that's really the album that I started hearing more and more of him. Yeah, that, that make- feels like a very early song of something I knew, but I didn't know I knew. Yeah, yeah, like that was like playing at clubs and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you can't help but dance. You cannot help but dance. That's like George Clinton kind of funky, like just ooh. But yeah, no, it's very funky, very amazing, very, very, very funky, baby. So that led into, you know, he just kind of kept kept it running. 2014. In this time, 2013, 2014, he's probably running into so many amazing musicians by being part of the brain feeder thing and just being associated with the acts he's associated with. And it's 2015, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that shit? Before Trump, before COVID, what a time to be alive. The good old days. We didn't even know how good we we had it. didn't even know. It was a good time. We were having fun. In we were going to festivals. We were dancing Carefree. with other people. Carefree. This close. That close. My hands were close if you can't see me because you're listening close. to the podcast. Yeah, her hands are close if you're listening on the podcast. Kendrick Lamar was hotter than the goddamn sun and was one 
once-in-a-lifetime record away from being the greatest rapper of our time. And luckily for us, he met Thundercat. Along with others, yes, there were many people involved in this climb up the mountain of beautiful success. But Thundercat was a huge player on To Pimp a Butterfly. The Kendrick Lamar album of 2015 that pretty much changed everything we knew about hip-hop at the time. That's an album you had on repeat for months. Everyone did. And if you didn't, I'm sorry that you missed that. That was like... You can still have it. Go back, listen. You'll be amazed. And then you'll listen and listen and listen and listen. It's like the ultimate summertime album, too. It's like right when you're like cruising to the beach in your car, first beach cruise, put on To Pimp a Butterfly. God, what an album. And let me say... What a fitting album to talk about in this time. Really crazy time. And I know I have a lot of pent-up emotions surrounding the state of our country and the changes that need to be made. And if you have those same pent-up emotions about what needs to be happening, we all know what I'm talking about, then throw on To Pimp a Butterfly. I feel like it will make you feel at least a little bit better. I know it's hard to like, there's no Well, if you're listening to this podcast later in time, we are still in the midst of protests for Black Lives Matter. And it's, you know, really changed everything in the pandemic and in the world. And all we can do is add to it here with a little bit of music and donate. That's what we've really been doing. We need to vote. Yeah. Those are important. Vote, vote black, first of all. Um, especially locally for your sheriff, a district attorney. Make sure you have black people uh, uh, making sure what happens with your criminal justice system because we need to even the scale a little bit. But back to the music, To Pimp a Butterfly is such a fitting record for this time. And while we're talking about Kendrick Lamar being a beacon of black hope, and a beacon of black power. Let me just say that Thundercat is also an amazing beacon of black power. And listening to his interviews, I really didn't realize how much his racial identity played into the making of his music, but it's obvious to me now. And, um, you know, let's just let black power speak for itself and let these amazing musicians speak for themselves. To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar, Thundercat, an amazing moment caught in time, captured for us to reflect on for the rest of our lives. That's really the only way you can describe this album. And let's listen to These Walls. And by the way, this song won a Grammy for Best Rap Sung Collaboration. Yeah. So, Thundercat a has Grammy a Grammy winner coming at you right now. Some Grammy winners. I cannot wait for them. I know they're going to work together again at some point, too. I cannot wait for it. They might be doing it right now. They could be doing it right now, man. Who knows? Kendrick is, like, such a... On another level. He could just, like, quit music forever, and everyone would just have to be like, okay, that's fine. I hope not. I hope not, but he has the right to. Like, if you just drop the mic after doing what he's done, like, I would be like, whoa. But they'll do something. He he, he loves music. Uh, let's let it talk for itself. Let's play some music. Um... This is These Walls, Kendrick Lamar, To Pimp a Butterfly. You're listening to Digital Dames. If you're listening on the podcast, we are going to our Spotify playlist here, Digital Dames, Episode 4, Thundercat. We're going to the track These Walls, Kendrick Lamar. Press play on there, and then come on back to the show. We'll continue talking about Thundercat. We'll see you in a little bit. Three, two, one. See you soon. Well, uh, holy shit. Um, I wouldn't even call that a song. That's like an experience. That whole album is an experience, not not music. Um, so, obviously, after... Who cares about the Grammy? After just... Yes, after getting a Grammy, but who cares about that? After making something like that that transcends every genre, Straight everything, poetry, poetry, 
and it's the whole the music is poetry not just kendrick saying like every part of that is ugh, mechanical genius it's just beautiful um so after you do that and you're at that level um you're a big name and he's a big name in america now um in as far as the industry in the studio scene goes he's the talk of the town i mean after you do that you're like the number one guy every you won the grammy for the coolest song ever that's going to actually make a difference in the world he can pretty much do whatever he wants career-wise at that point and that's exactly what he does uh working with new and old friends alike and i want to obviously get into his relationship that he developed with mac miller but before that i have to talk about one awesome story where so he's working with mac miller he's uh working with other artists as well tons of other artists he's collaborating with so many people he's a busy guy um a man on demand but he's working on his own album too this is when he's making drunk and working on mac miller's album swimming when he's working on drunk going into that obviously he if you listen to his music we talked about that kind of there's the funk there's the experimental jazz and then there's that yacht rock thing that kind of plays in there that like 80s weird doobie brothers yacht rock thing that he totally has in his music so he's obviously interviewed and asked about that like hey you have this kind of like huey lewis in the news situation going on doobie brothers situation going on in your songs and he's like oh i'm a huge fan of michael mcdonald kenny loggins and all those guys and uh you know word gets out especially after you won a grammy with kendrick lamar and you're the coolest guy in music word gets out to michael mcdonald and kenny and all that and they get linked up and these guys end up on one of the records on the album drunk which is show you the way which we're going to listen to i think it is so cool that he pays homage to these guys and they pay it right back they just are so down to jump in on this and they're totally impressed they're like I watched this thing where Michael McDonald talks about it and he's just like, yeah, you know, I got intru- told about this and I listened to some of the music and I was like, yeah, I'm down. And he didn't, you know, he said he was down cause he's down to be into a cool studio session. Like any musician would want to be. And he hears this guy and he's like, yeah, but then he goes in there and meets him and he's like, Whoa, this guy's a freaking genius. And he's an ultimate collaborator. Like we've talked. So the studio session goes really well. I think it's my favorite song on the record other than uh, uh, the first song that we listened to, the Them Changes. I don't know. This might be my favorite one on that record. This song really brings me back to my childhood, like sitting in the back of my dad's car while he's like jamming. And, you know, at the time you're like, Dad, I don't want to listen to this. But it really changed my life in the way that I listen to music. Yeah. And this one brings me back to that. I mean, in it makes sense because of Kenny and everybody, but yeah. And I feel like I, uh, for, for me, I had to grow into this music. Like, I feel like the same thing, like my dad and my mom kind of listened to this and it was around in the eighties and nineties. I knew about it, but it kind of felt like kind of cheesy eighties, nineties music uh, that you would hear. But as I grew as a musician and grew, I loved it. And I would like sing along with my dad. But, yeah, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't there yet. I think I had to, I was like, you know, I was, I was lame though. I would listen to like Cisco's thong song and stuff. When I got older, I was like, holy shit, this stuff is really cool. And, you know, Doobie Brothers are amazing. I feel like it's tough to get a kid to listen to Doobie Brothers though. Let's just jump right into it. 2017 album. This is his third studio album, Drunk. It's uh, the same one we listened to the first song off of. We're going to listen to Show You The Way. This features Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins. They both are so geniusly featured on this song. I love it so much. If you're listening on the podcast and you're following along with the Spotify playlist, I'm going to remind you that the Spotify playlist is called Digital Dams, Episode 4, Thundercat. We're on the song Show You The Way, Thundercat, featuring Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins. We will listen to that and then come on back, press pause here, listen to the song, and come on back and we'll finish the rest of the show. Let's listen to the song. Three, two, one, we'll see you soon. 
Amazing. God damn, when Michael McDonald starts singing that song, it just, maybe it's just because I'm so white, it hurts, but when I hear Michael McDonald hit that note, that first note he hits, I'm just like, oh my God. Ugh, man, it just makes me want to put on a polo. God, so amazing. So yeah, he's collaborating at that point with like whoever he wants. He's having a great time. He's, do, you know, his dreams are coming true. He's young and new and old artists alike are like flocking to him, wanting to work with him. And it's great. I mean, listen to that song. It's so cool that he got to do that. But I think the most notable collaboration around this time to me, and I definitely know to Jesse is his relationship that he developed with Mac Miller at this time. And, uh, he helped me just say, we miss Mac Miller a lot. We think about him all the time. We play his music. It really hit us hard when he died, like harder than a lot of things. I, you know, you hear about celebrity deaths and for some reason we've just really connected with him. So I'm glad we get to talk about him a little bit. Yeah. And I think that appropriately, this is like really why it hit us so hard is he was really hitting a stride with some very equal artists, artists that meet his intellect, you know, and he was developing great relationships and going in the right direction and swimming was such a positive thing for him. So I know that Thundercat really helped him out with some of his music that he was working on at the time and it shows in Mac's music, but you know, he also said that Mac's drive in the studio and just how hard he worked really inspired Thundercat as well. And I think they were really good for each other and they seemed to both gain a lot from each other's contributions. And after knowing about their relationship, I think it's more apparent in the music that you can hear their influence. There's a great, moment anecdote in their relationship that I want to highlight and it's the moment when Thundercat showed up on Max NPR Tiny Desk concert and first of all Tiny Desk concerts are amazing shout out we love them it's it's the way I discover a lot of people if for somehow you're you don't know about them geez man wake up go go check out a Tiny Desk we're not um, putting you down. We're just trying to help you out. But at the same time, <laughs> wake up, brother <laughs> or sister. Cheesome. Anyway, they. Um, it was a very special performance for Tiny Desk. I think is is like they have a lot of up and coming artists and stuff. And every now and then they get like a big name, but they won't just throw any big name on. They throw like a big name. They're so tasteful. I mean, it's NPR, so it makes sense. But it's very tasteful. And I think Mac was... People were like, Mac Miller, Tiny Desk, NPR, what? Well, that's a special part of it, is that artists have to change up and do a different rendition of their song for Tiny Desk. So you get to see the artist in a different way. You've really never yeah. seen them before. Yeah, it's more intimate. It's like a sit-down stool thing. Well, you should watch it. But this was a very special one. Uh, Mac was definitely in question it was like you're gonna have that young rapper guy oh what and he blew everyone away but the it was really cool thundercat showed up on that and i don't think i knew i don't think many people knew that they were really collaborating together in an interview that thundercat did with npr he kind of shared more about that story and from his mouth he says you know mac was trying to be more upfront about his process and like every piece of it so he really wanted thundercat to be there for it and told him like please 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 and he's and thundercat was on tour in like europe it was in eastern europe somewhere and was like dude i can't just cancel my tour and he was like do it and he made it and you know right as they were starting the performance up he really kind of walked in the door uh and it was very important for mac um and also i didn't know this story before this research and thinking back i can remember how happy mac miller was during that performance and And, it makes sense and he's like thundercats just using a shaker at the beginning because he showed up so late i think they were setting his stuff up and like so he's literally just like holding a shaker and mac keeps looking back at him and being like 
oh man and like they're both laughing a lot and it's kind of weird and awkward and you're like what's the inside joke i don't know well it's that's that what happens when you show up for people yeah it really th- means something thundercat even said in the npr thing that musicians are notoriously flaky so like the chances of him actually making it on time and being there were so low even though he told them like oh i'm gonna try to make it so he was just like blown away that he was actually there 2017 drunk came out i think around all the same time you know max working on his album and in 2018 not too far after swimming came out and i think these albums really coincide they go very well together and once you know about that connection i think it's much more apparent to your ear when you're listening to both records we just listened to drunk we just listened to show you the way uh with michael mcdonald and kenny loggins let's listen to something from swimming what do we have what do we hurt feelings all right let's listen to hurt feelings this is mac miller's song off of swimming in 2018 what a record if you're listening along on the podcast this is the time we're going to go over to the spotify playlist and cue up the next song which is hurt feelings hurt feelings by mac miller you can pause this program right here listen to the song and then come back and we'll finish this episode up we only have one more song after this and a little bit more to say thank you guys so much for being patient with us and understanding this kind of playlist format we have going on we're working on it we're working on the show and trying to get the licensing stuff so one more time if you want to pause this program and listen to mac miller hurt feelings we're gonna listen to that one three two one see you soon hurt feelings wow so that is hurt feelings off of swimming by mac miller so good like that album I just so sad that Mac is gone because I feel like that when you, when you know about the relationship that it really is such a Thundercat song, it has all these like Thundercat synths and like just the way the vocals are produced and stuff. But Mac has this different timbre to his voice and it's obviously more hip hop driven because he's a real rapper and not just like trying to make, you know, other kinds of songs. He's trying to make a real hip hop rap song. So it's like a different scope and using a different voice. But I feel like it's almost like when Timberland would work with Missy Elliott. And it's like, ooh, what a great tool for this producer to use. Like Mac Miller was like the ultimate tool for uh, Thundercat to make pop songs. And what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I agree. And I think Mac was just really on his way up. He was just getting better and better and... You know, we can only imagine the type of music that they were getting ready to make. Yeah. I mean, he's like leaning on these guys that are like totally supporting him and saying like, fuck yeah, dude, you're onto the right thing and telling him it was just so awesome. I'm, you know, it's sad that it had to end. And I know that um, Thundercat's really sad about it as well. And we'll get into that. He has a, let's get into the new album. He has a, a really cool tribute track to mac miller called fair chance you should check it out it features ty dolla sign and lil b fair chance let's talk about that album that's the new album that's out right now actually really quick before we get into that we have to note one more piece of music by thundercat he did release in 2019 a remix of the album drunk he calls it drank and it's just kind of slowed down in like this trip hop version. It's just like a slowed down remix of Drunk, to be honest. I wouldn't call it an, imp- an important record, but it's fun to listen to. If you really like Thundercat, it's definitely worth the listen. It's just, it's a vibe. It's definitely a vibe. Um, anyway, so this 2020 album uh, is called uh, It Is What It Is which I believe is also kind of a reference to Mac Miller, where that's really where he's kind of fallen emotionally with Mac's death, which is really hard to hear. If if you're listening to this, Thundercat, we're sorry, man. We don't even, I don't know what it's like to lose 
a friend like that, to be honest. I haven't ever lost a friend like that. Um, knock on wood. Um, I've lost friends, but not like somebody that I was just like totally spending all my all a ton of time with. A creative you know? collaborator. A it's creative a collaborator thing. and somebody you're just spending days with, yeah. In 2020, it came out with this album, It Is What It Is. Features Childish Gambino, Steve Lacey, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil B, and many more. It's, like I said, beautiful tribute to Mac Miller. Uh, fair chance. Check that out. And then there's just so many different kinds of vibes on this new album. It's very much a collection of, you know, like everything is in life. Everything you are currently is a reflection of of everything that has happened. And this album is very much that. Uh, there's a lot of different vibes on it from soul, soulful tracks like Black Qualls. There's almost these like indie rock kind of vibes, kind of like a Unknown Mortal Orchestra style vibes, like the track King of the Hill. Um, and then there's these very classic Thundercat vibes. like uh, So many vibes. Yeah. There's a lot of different vibes, but it's also this one cohesive unit that seems to be what his records are always is he's won't let himself be typecast. You know, he he wants to be able to do what he wants, but he always keeps it in taste and in line with the overall vision. I'm going to play a song off of this newest record that I feel like is the most Thundercatty. It's also got the most plays on Spotify. So I agree why it does. It's a very good song. I really like King of the Hill. You should listen to that one. But we're going to listen to Dragon Ball Do-Rag. First of all, the name is amazing. So that's why we're going to play it. Uh, and then also just because it's a great song. It's very much his vibe. So let's listen to Dragon Ball Do-Rag by Thundercat off of his newest album, It Is What It Is. This just came out very, very recently. April 3rd. April 3rd, very recently. This is the time to queue up that playlist, which is called Digital Dames, Episode 4, Thundercat. And we're listening to the last track on there called Dragon Ball Do-Rag. We're listening to the song in 3, 2, 1. See you soon. Oh, that was great. We were like giggling the whole time yeah no the, the lyrics of that song are really funny i mean he's like it's just so honest like you're that's very the right thing. the vibe was there the whole time you can kind of feel yourself going to it but then you're like wait what did he say wait what did he say he's like um i still s- smell good even though i'm covered in cat hair and like did you wear that dress for me because i want to smash yeah like it's just like very he's being honest he's saying things that he would say you know what I mean? Like, he's not being like, I don't know. Like, remember we went to Nashville and we listened to all those bands play and they're all like, I've got my six shooter and bottle of whiskey. And you're like, no, you don't. Yeah, you're like, they're ranger cowboys that live around here. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't know being a bandit was still such a lucrative business. It's like, people are so dishonest. And honestly... Like, yeah, look at pop music, too. Like, how many people are like... But he did say, do you like the way my ice drips? And that's honest, though. It's like, yeah, I'm covered in cat hair, but I still smell good. Do you like the way I look at my do-rag? Okay, I might not be fully confident, but I got some ice dripping. Is that looking good in the light right now? These are all thoughts that, like, actually go in your head when you're on a date. But also, a lot of times, you can't really compare it to pop because that... Normally, they have peop- other people writing their lyrics. True, true. Yeah, this guy's like, see, that's why you should just listen to real artists talking about real things. I, lo- I love artists who are honest about themselves and sing about things that actually happen in their lives. And that's like totally Thundercat. And I hope that's me as well. Listen to my music. It's like totally about my life. I sing about my brother and my Speaking fiance. Speaking of, you have some new songs coming out very, very soon. I do. And everyone should pay attention and listen to them. Some of my best, I would say. First, we'll... Well, first, we're going to release yeah. um, as soon as possible, really. We don't have a strict date on that yet. But sometime in June, we're releasing an album called Before I Met You. It has three songs on it, an EP. And that those are very old songs. You can explain those a little bit more. Yeah, those are from an old band I was in. 
Um, still Dizzy Dames. Dizzy Dames, still. Uh, but it's just like buddies of mine that I used to collaborate and play with. And we did this really awesome project back in like 2014, 2015. Felt crazy to not have it out there in the world. So I've had people kind of reach out to me and say like, how do I listen to that song that I heard? And if you've ever seen one of his acoustic sets, he might play some of these songs, but you know, they're just not online. So we figured we should put more music out there that you can listen to. So we decided to just like kind of chill release, like not a huge promo release or anything like that, but just like, here you go. More um, importantly, more importantly, the new, new single screaming comes out june 30th and then another single right behind it too and then another single called warm feet parentheses you're the best i wonder who that's about comes out right after we don't have a date on that either so i'd say the one date you really need to hold on to is june 30th screaming brand new single coming out by dizzy dames yep check that out um pay attention we're gonna release some stuff Hopefully there's some more content coming behind it too and all that kind of stuff. So just, you know, keep a finger on the pulse. We appreciate it if you did and if you like it to share it with people and all that kind of stuff. And just before we wrap up, a reminder that there's a video edit of this episode on YouTube on the Dizzy Dames channel. Um, We have a playlist of all the Digital Dames episodes and then if you're listening on podcast, um, we will just continue to release new episodes. You can listen and let us know if there's a better way for us to put music into this. We really want to have it be more cohesive with the music, but obviously with licensing agreements and us being independent podcasters, we can't exactly do that. So just let us know how you're feeling and how it's going. Also, I wanted to add that our next episode will be about Mac DeMarco. Super excited about that. Obviously, there's tons to talk about with him. He has his own record label. There's so much music, so many collaborations. He's involved with so many different things. And he's just one of the most exciting, cool dudes of all time. And one of my favorite artists of all time. So, very excited about that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Digital Dames with Jesse and Dizzy. And uh, Jesse, you have anything else to say? No, just keep tuning in. We love making content for you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Black Lives Matter. Thank you.